just for fun, the podcast, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's important as well, though, to uh, have conversation about, you know, health and uh, enjoying life to the fullest. And I think sometimes exercise with a group is some of the best ways to uh, find friends that are good influences in your life. And so today we have Kayla Jane, KJ, here on the podcast. And uh, we met uh at the lakeview run club on tuesday and uh it was a run club that i've been wanting to check out for a long time uh you know it's just like with my schedule it was a bit tough but i had a day where i was like you know this is the day i'm gonna go and it was pretty much I didn't know what to expect except I'd seen your picture. Actually, I knew what to expect because you guys <laughs> are really great with your marketing on Facebook and taking pictures after every run. And it was kind of what I expected. It was just really professional. It was the first day you guys had like head insurance or something and you guys had like waivers. And I was like, all right, this is pro. Like, <laughs> this is the next league. Um, I'm excited that uh, I get to make some friends here. So, you know. We left promptly at 6.10. I was like, hey, you know, when, when are we actually going to leave? Because sometimes people want to know, like, when true departure is, uh, when everyone's taking flight. And, uh, yeah, so we left right at 6.10, and we were running and uh, just making friends on the run. And, uh, yeah, I, I got to carry the flag. So I like <laughs> that. That's I think that's a rite of passage. Everyone's got to do that, you know. I mean, shouldn't be the same person every time. Uh, but it's cool that you have a flag because I noticed the purpose of your flag which is that we picked up like four or five runners on the on the on the Lakeview Trail, who just saw the flag and were like, "What are you guys Lakeview Run Club?" And then 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 they came and joined. So um, yeah, we ran and talked, and that's kind of how it was in Miami for me with my, one of my favorite running uh, guys in Miami, uh, Elliot, and uh, from Run Attic, which is a cool app for run clubs. And uh, anyhow, ended at the bar. Which is where all great run clubs end. <laughs> that that end up with lasting friendships. People doing activities and things. Even if you don't drink, you know, it's sharing a meal with friends who just exercise together is really important. Um, but yeah, I've talked a lot here, so the floor is yours. I mean, Kayla, Kayla Jane. <laughs> so you're you're not just co one of the co organizers of a, a run club here in Chicago, but you also do a lot of group fitness. So usually, the easiest way I found to you know, get to know somebody and uh, also, you know, learn something from them that can help, you know, in terms of understanding the world better is usually just start from the top, you know, because it's like, it's not that scary. It's like, yo, Kayla, Kayla Jane, where were you born? Born right here in the Chicago suburbs, the epitome of a homebody. I lived in the same house my entire life and just moved out, you know, excluding college back in September of 2020. So right during the pandemic, it was just enough to push me over and get me out with mom and dad. <laughs> so I am now residing in River North, but I did live in Lakeview for the first six months of my little city journey. So here we are. There we go. So you skipped real fast. So I yeah. love to bring it back and, uh, you know, no matter how old you are, you've had some interesting uh, stories and moments in your life that, that make you who you are and that are great to appreciate. So where did you... Um, well, when did you first start loving running? That's the question I ask a lot. Okay, so a lot of people assume that I ran in high school or college, but I actually didn't start running until college because I needed something to keep me fit. So believe it or not, I actually uh, 
did martial arts through all high school to keep me fit and uh, got to college, did some intramurals here and there, but it was not cutting it. And I just started running. And I distinctly remember this day where my roommate and I went out and we did a five mile run. And it was the farthest I've ever ran. This was my freshman or, uh, yeah, my freshman year in it. I don't know why that was such a defined day for me, but I felt on top of the world. It was one of the best runner's highs I've ever experienced, even being a runner for seven, eight years now, and never looked back. And so that turned into wanting to run a half marathon, to wanting to run another half marathon, to, you know, it becoming more than just fitness, but becoming something I could be passionate about. So, How far did you run this time? What do you mean? For this so, runner's high that changed your... Oh, no, that, that five-mile run right the there. five miles. Blew my mind that someone could run for five whole miles. And I'm equating this like, oh, wow, that was that's like running to my high school back and forth five oh, yeah. times. And so that, on that day, I probably bought nice running shoes within a week. And that you know became why? my sport. The five miles, that probably, at your, at, at your kind of level there with running at the time, it was probably like an eight, nine minute pace at most probably. And so you probably, you, you reached past that 40 minute mark, which is very special for like true endorphins in terms of oh, ex- exercise. It was probably like a 10 minute mile. It was like, <laughs> oh, whatever. But you were, but was, you were exercising for more than the 40 minutes, which I've, I've read that that's kind of where you start getting the flood of endorphins that really you carries you through the day and like you're, you're high all day. It's like, that's a true hit, you know? And it's like, you can get a 5k hit, but like, the true hits like 45 minutes, you know. Um, I don't know. It's not all about drugs, <laughs> but, but running. <laughs> sorry, the Lollapalooza <laughs> just happened. I was like, just running is somewhat a medicine, and it is it is very powerful. You know, endorphins are related to endocannabinoids, and you know, running is one of those things that is one of the best. You know, it's just how you feel afterward is so amazing, and it's why runners are addicts right and that's why the the, the run app in, in Miami is called run addict and so the hardest part about running is well a doing it by yourself um, is very difficult um, and B you know the hardest thing about running is not forcing it right because you don't want to if you force it if you get frustrated you know you can get hurt very quickly it's more about the joy of it right um, and so those are the two things like it's just having fun with it and that's where run clubs are just so powerful for that right and uh so anyway you felt the endorphins you started running more were you still doing martial arts at the time? not at all no that that ended in high school real fast um fell in love with running and I, you know i will say the hardest part of running is just getting started it's getting over that hurdle of, Absolutely. I need to go out and I want to do this. Where's your source of motivation? Do you feel like you're forced to run or do you want to run? And this is bizarre, but I have this one little mind trick I do where ultimately I just count down from three. And as soon as I hit one, I get up, I put on my running shoes, I put on my knee straps, I head out and I don't look back. And I know that sounds bizarre, but if you just count down in your head and you say on one, I'm getting up and I'm not turning around. When I come back to this room, I will have X miles. That's what gets you going. And that is even easier when you know that you have people that you're going to run with, you have a view that you're going to see, you have an amount of miles you're going to check off, even if you're doing it to see your statistic on Strava. I mean, whatever gets you going, I'm in favor of. But having that run club, having your friends there, having that expectation you know you're going to meet really is a great source of extrinsic motivation. That carries you until you become uh, a robot, right? I, robot. So scheduled... 
running like I have two I typically three runs per week like a a solo like quick 5k after a yoga session just to get high on, on like house music by myself then there's like the run club where you're talking the whole time and that's usually like a five six mile or it's at a track and it's just super cathartic and, and that's what Lakeview is and um, a lot of run clubs are and then there's this Sunday run which for me I will always run Sunday mornings just to run off the Saturday party whatever and that for me I sometimes in Miami in Miami I do I lead a run club in Miami with other people so I get to talk to people twice a week but here in Chicago I'm training for the marathon so I have to really dance to the house music for like and two hours two and a half hours like line up good sets and like yeah it's really a solitary thing to train for a marathon but it's really probably only once that I'll do it to be honest but you know I it's when you're talking with friends while you run it's so much it's just time flies you know and absolutely it's, it's just like amazing and people don't realize that part is like run clubs hardest part just get there on time don't worry about anything and actually don't project right sometimes if you think too much about oh I gotta run this don't even think about it like wait till you're at that moment where you set up and your schedule it's in your calendar you're committed to it and then just show up and then the energy will carry you right like have you ever like been like you've been like ugh, I have to go to the supermarket uh, like, I'm, like I'm not in the mood and then you get there and then you're just like energized by all the produce, fresh, fresh stuff. And you're like, suddenly you're just like, oh, this is fun. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm checking stuff out. I've had similar experiences. <laughs> I don't know that it's been in a grocery store. Um, I mean, there's, of course there's times when you lack motivation to do anything. You've had other influences, other factors that are kind of bringing you down and it takes an extra boost to want to get to where you're going. But that's when you remind yourself and you truly question is going to this event, going to this run club, going to be a better situation for me? Is there a pro outweighing the con or is the stress not worth it? And about 99% of the time going to run club will absolutely outweigh anything negative going on in life. Right. You'll you'll never, beyond running, you'll never regret a good workout. That's one of my mantras. That's something I tell all my clients, all my fellow runners. You will never regret a good workout. I get the best sleep of my week uh, after run club with friends and having dinner with friends afterwards you just sleep great uh, but at the end of the day like yeah it takes you're right we we're talking about more people getting to experience what we experience and that is scary at first for some people who maybe have not they're they're maybe still self-conscious about their running which is natural right in the beginning stages um, and so but once you reach the point of being like an addict like <laughs> you've done this every week for years, like you don't question anymore, right? So that comes easy. Like the more you become a, a robot and you love it and you don't question it anymore. But yeah, we're talking about, you know, people still dipping their toes in the, in the pool. Is it worth it? Should I become someone who does that, goes to a run club? Um, well, that's where they need to kind of hear from people who experience it, like just how awesome it is, you know? And, uh, but at the end of the day, like there's a lot of sports out there. so. So you obviously have a lot of diversity to your kind of acumen and your knowledge and stuff. Um, so kind of walk us through how you got into that world. So you were in college. Did you end up joining like a, a run team or what, what college did you go to? I went to the University of Dayton and I actually submitted my mile times to the cross country team, did a little homework and I had a faster mile time than a few of the girls, but they said that they weren't taking walk-ons and I didn't, you know, think twice. I was already pretty consumed with other activities. So joining a team probably wasn't in my best interest, but still carried on with running uh, very, I don't want to say religiously, but religiously 
uh, every summer I'd come home, find my running group, which was, you know, friends my age, not all the biggest runners love my friends to death, but I actually ran with a group called the Glen Allen Runners, and it was just the most comical, friendly, welcoming group of parents. So it's all these moms and dads talking about their kids at college, and you know, things going on on their home repairs, and I'm here, I'm the only college kid, um, but still just the best of friendships, and they ran at a much more comfortable pace. I didn't feel like I was competing against other kids my age. So that's what really kept me going through those years, and then once I graduated and came back home, continued to run with that club, continued to just sign up for races to keep myself motivated as well. Totally, like, no shame, did a lot of races just for the medal. And kind of just finding those things that motivate you to keep running. So medals, friendships, um, even buying running shoes. And at the end of the day, like I said, you'll never regret a good workout. Staying in shape, staying healthy, nothing better. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, when, when was your first marathon that you completed? My first marathon was April of 2019. I ran the Rock and Roll in Nashville. Uh, also just one of the most rewarding, exhilarating experiences of your life. And there's so many times when I'll think, oh man, the, you know, the grocery store I'm not excited to go to is a half mile away. And then you think back to, okay, but I ran 26 miles. How cool is that? How cool is it what my body can do? Mm. Um, You're in the club. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. That's kind of why I'm doing it. Like, I understand it's a big, it's a time investment, but it's also big strain on the body, on the joints, on the knees. Um, turmeric is an amazing, powerful thing that, you know, you should, all runners should, you know, eat, drink, eat, you eat it in their food, take a pill if you have to, whatever, shake it up. Uh, that's powerful. Maybe a little extra calcium pill is good too. Certain pills good for runners, you know, but, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, well, I'm actually kind of curious cause, uh, I love, you know, I love Latin food. I love, I love, uh, Mexican food actually so much that, uh, I eat a lot of corn, like blue corn tortilla chips, and I always try to get corn tortillas if I get like tacos or something. So I eat a lot of corn for my energy fuel. It's just, just like a become my Saturday fuel. I even have these like Peruvian Inca corn chips that I'll just like down them chips because they're like the fat carb ratio is pretty good. It's like not too much fat, uh, but it's a lot of carbs. So I'm all about preloading the night before and then just running off all the energy versus being a, a gooey, a goo guy. I'm not like a, a gooey. Uh, there's a lot of gooies, right? People runners who like, like eat like eating the whole time during the race, the goo, the energy goo, whatever, the sugar. But I love running off like a big carbo load, you know. Uh, that just yeah, I don't know. What's your preference for fueling? So um, nutrition is a lot like hydration in that you're gonna train your body a certain way to respond to your energy fuels as you run. So if you are been consistently training on goos and gels and just honestly like those are just straight crap. That's just straight sugar. And um, your body's going to expect that and rely on it for energy. Whereas if you train your body to rely on the meal you ate the night before, or maybe you're on a vegan diet and whatever source your body's expected to pull on, that's what you'll, you know, that's what it'll expect. And so for me personally, I similarly, I run fasted most of the time just because I always have, my body's not hungry when I wake up and I always run mm -hmm. right when I wake up. So I'm not going to eat a bunch of food. If I run the night, you know, night before, I'm sorry, if I know I have a long run in the morning, I will absolutely carbo load. I'll get sushi, you know, straight rice, straight protein, mm -hmm. a good pasta dish, but I uh, try to avoid dairy. It's very inflammatory. It can 
yep. harm your running. You know, I, I like to avoid fiber because it's hard on the digestive system. But other than that, I really, I say to each your own. I'm, I'm a nutrition coach. And my biggest thing is just eat what makes you feel good. And most of the time, that's going to be your clean, nutritious sources of protein and carbohydrates that don't slow down your system that your body can naturally process. So, your, you know, your straight rice, straight fish. Yeah. Straight. I do fish and chicken and sometimes pork, but try to avoid, uh, you know, red meat the night before a big race or before a long run. Um, just in general, that's actually a funny thing is how much I love my, my treat is run club burger. Like I, I do a burger after run club That's uh, funny. because it's like the forbidden fruit almost kind of thing. It's like, you know, I know red meat is like, we should eat less of it in the world, but it's still so good and it makes me feel good. Like I like when it's ground up and I think if all I do is have one burger a week, maybe a taco here or there, but like, you know, I'm not gonna, I think, I think the world can sustain that, you know, everyone having one burger a week if they need it, you know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, ground beef, you digest it faster, right? But uh, it's interesting, yeah, I mean, it, if you look at it differently, it can be very fun to uh, to train and race, and like, I try and, I told myself, I was talking to a buddy the other day, I was like, you know, if I think too hard about all the miles I gotta run, like, it's gonna make me so sad. And, and depressed but if I just think about all the Saturday fun days I can have like eating and feasting and like focus on the fun like I, I was talking to one by one, one buddy I met at the run club and I was like yo first of all you told me your training plan bro you're probably doing too much you're kind of getting stressed out it sounds like it's stressing you out like a nice long run once a week is a very powerful thing and you can give yourself time and cross train do other things stay active but Long run once a week is the most important thing in training for a marathon, tapering up. And B, let's plan a nice pasta party together. Like, let's get excited to have, like, a nice party the night before. Um, you know, not drink. Maybe drink, like, one beer with it. But, like, literally focus on gathering friends who are also training and then uh, and really enjoying the feast. Like, if you're going to run Sunday races, like, get used to doing long runs on Sundays to prepare for that. And get used to, like feasting on Saturdays and like enjoying that like you get to eat all that food like you know what I mean it's like you get to eat a pizza if you don't have too much if it's like a margarita or a healthy one or like you know you get to to eat a lot of carbs so it's it can be somewhat something that you if you look at it a certain way it's fun you know so I will say that you want to have those extrinsic sources of motivation that make you want to run what is going to motivate you to want to go out and maybe it is the you know, carbo load party, maybe it's the friendship, maybe it's a few other things we had referenced um, that get you excited. But what I will say is you definitely want to avoid the mentality of I need to work out because I ate so much. Make sure, you know, when you're focused on fueling your body, it's a mentality of I'm fueling and nourishing my body because I love it and I want to do high performance activities versus, oh my gosh, I just ate a non-healthy, non-margarita pizza and now I need to go run it off. That's only going to deter you. It's going to mm. cause an unhealthy relationship with not only food, but with exercise. So, um, it's so easy for us to think, Oh yeah, like I earned that ice cream. I, I earned that pasta. It's like, no, if you want to eat your pasta, like go eat your pasta, go enjoy that. Go, um, respect your body, respect your nutrition, but you never want to create that relationship where you start to associate foods or exercises as punishments or things that need no. to be earned. You want to have a very healthy mentality and not kind of fall into that tunnel. It's easy to fall into, and I've definitely fallen into it before. Um, 
you know, you want to listen to your body when it's hungry. And if you are doing those long runs, you're going to need sources of fuel. How you get that, you know, let that be up to you. Make sure it's seen in a positive light. Eat the food you enjoy. And then if you want to call it burning it off, more power to you. If you want to call it, I went for a run because I felt like going for a run, more power to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's easy to project, right? So when you wake up, though, and you've properly mentally prepared and you didn't think too much about it, yeah, it's nice when you wake up and you ha- you feel it, the energy. You feel it. You're like, I'm ready to run. I'm not too heavy. I, I, I ate smart, and I just feel like running. So it just don't don't like judge how you're gonna feel until you're there on a Sunday morning, well fueled, feeling well, having had a cathartic weekend already, whatever, and just enjoy it. You know, I mean, don't don't stress out, think too much about it. Um, but yeah, how did you start? studying nutrition, being a nutrition coach, was that like in college or what was your major in college? So I am actually a um, supply chain management, accounting and communications major. That's my uh, total, total business administration type of person. My nutrition coaching, my fitness, my running is a absolute side hustle. I started coaching uh, two and a half years ago now and then part of maintaining fitness certifications, a lot of professionals know this is you have to take what's called a CEC, a continuing education. And so I chose to take a nutrition one uh, to keep my credentials active, and one was in nutrition. And so that was a really easy way to uh, kind of formalize what I've already been fortunate enough to know about. And frankly, most people could have the same certification that I do in nutrition for people that just generally pay attention to ingredients and they're aware of what's good and they're aware of what's not as good and it's just one of those things where you care about your body and your health and you want to help other people experience that too and so you study it up you find out the truth you do your due diligence and it became a passion for me not to mention you know my dad's a chef so have always grown up around this just passion for food and creativity and enjoying it for what it is and I've been able to blend that world of look at these sourcing of ingredients and process and technique Okay, how do I look at this and how do I see it's fueling my body? How do I see, you know, this cook time, this cook technique is becoming a, um, you know, what's the right word here? I'll just say I'm very, I'm very fortunate to have that side of the story and then to combine it with my passion for fitness and respecting your body. So that what kind of course or place, where does someone go to learn nutrition? Because I think a lot of people could take on more side hustles, right? I mean... I think that's one of the best things is to keep a continuous learning in your life, like whether it be improv or acting or, you know, an instrument, like having the continuous learning is very important. So like, where did you go to find that? So I just took it through ACE because that's where I had my original certification. Through ACE, which is like an online... ACE is a, oh gosh, I should know this, something, something, association, certification, I don't know. It's some exercise. It's an online course that you did? Is that ACE it? is an organization and then they offered an online course. So I took that, but... If you want to know more about nutrition, read your food labels. Be very cautious to what you see on the internet, especially TikTok. Um, That's a really dangerous source of information that's very popular. Read your studies. Read your nutrition labels. Don't read your social media if you want to know more about nutrition. And frankly, listen to your body. If you eat something, you don't feel satiated, you do feel satiated. You don't feel good the next morning, you do feel good the next morning. That's how you're going to learn about nutrition Mm. real fast. No, it's true. Uh, I was at La Palooza and like I was getting, I was like, oh, I have a run tomorrow, so my rule is I can't eat beef. And I was like, 
everyone i was like really hungry still and like there someone had a burger and i was like oh is that beyond burger i was like all right it's beyond it's a fake meat so i ate it but i did not feel good after i had to go get chicken <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i just felt like this is this is like a fun environment i'm not gonna do a fake meat burger right now like why the hell did i do that like that that was like one little dip and then i came back from that but like at the end of the day with the chili which is veggie chili i do put beyond meat on the chili because it's like it is a light meal that makes me really happy and feel you know really satisfied with all the spices and and the whole foods and and the organic stuff so like it goes well with certain things certain things go well with certain things and you just gotta mm -hmm. like feel it out right and and that's just being more in tune to your body and as we know exercise is one great way to do that right i mean meditation is great right but i agree that you know for everyone to just sit there and meditate for a half hour i don't think that's really it's it's cool i actually like focusing on the breath and getting out of my head when i'm exercising you know it's also a form of that of of getting you know focus on the breath uh and so i do know that you you coach you teach other things so over the course of uh okay so you got your degree you have a like a job in supply chain right and you're just constantly growing yourself which is amazing and very inspirational to everybody uh to keep doing that so where did you start getting other certifications to teach fitness classes and stuff like that? So I just got my group fitness cert a couple of years ago and then rode home with that. I've coached over 400 group fitness classes, which is very similar to an Orange Theory. I coached for a gym called Eat the Frog Fitness. So group training, easy to coach, uh, lightweight sort of equipment. And then from there, when the pandemic hit, I did Zoom workouts and I did one every Saturday total body weight exercises so anyone could participate. As I fell in love with running more and more and more, people would start asking for recommendation across all things. And I don't have a, any credential or certification to actually coach running. They exist, I don't have any, but still just being a resource for other people. And then um, about to test for my CPT certified personal trainer. So I'll start taking on some more clients in that realm. But like you said, just always constantly growing yourself. I'm always reading the science-backed articles. I listen to a lot of great podcasts as well. You know, there's there's never enough learning you can do, and it's more exciting when you're actually passionate about it. I don't feel coursed to learn about nutrition or, or fitness. I actively choose to, and that's why you fall in love with it. Right, okay. So what's one of the new, I guess, fitness trends that you appreciate or you do high intensity training right? yes so i do high intensity interval training um that's my specialty I'm not huge on heavy lifting or machinery and um growing specific muscle groups i'm much more on can you keep your heart rate in this zone for x amount of time can we train your heart rate to uh endure for longer can we train and build up your body and how well you breathe and circulate blood that's mm. more of where my focus is and Okay, how do I get this client there? Okay, and what is one of your main ways or exercises or, or what's unique about your classes, you think? So one thing I'm really big on is, you know, exercise is not the first thing everyone looks forward to. So I make it a point to keep things exciting and quick uh, and change. So frankly, I couldn't do yoga to save my life. I think it's great for some people, but I get ridiculously bored. So uh, my classes will be anywhere from four to eight different blocks of exercise, full body, quick changes, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds here, sufficient rest. We'll always offer modifications, so it's all inclusive. 
and you're not sitting doing the same thing time on end. Music is a huge source of it. I um, Spotify, I, I've been paying for for years and I will probably never stop. So just making sure that the user, the athlete, is actively engaged and you're always keeping them on their toes so they want to stay there. It goes by quick and by the end of the day you have a full body workout. I don't do, oh today's arms day, today's legs day. I just do a full body, high energy, great music and add a lot of positivity and personality to it. And uh, it's worked in my favor. So. No, and you, so you DJ with like your favorite music or what? I use a lot of two friends. I make a lot of playlists. I use a lot of the free trials of Fit Radio and those sorts of things, mm-hmm. just because that's what people like to hear and they move. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, it's no joke that stuff. I mean, I, I've always forced myself to do it. You know, like San Francisco, I was doing like these boxing classes. Uh, actually, in Boston, I was doing boxing. Um, I did some berries. I done some Orange Theory. Uh, I think, uh, but anyway, like that stuff is hard. Like <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I guess everyone has their tolerance for repetition and uh, I say routine. And, and um, for example, it's like on the spectrum. There's the yogi who can sit there in posture for like four hours, you know, whatever, and that's like restorative for their brain. And then there's the high intensity training world where damn that's like you need someone pushing you nonstop and you're getting your heart rate up and it's incredible but it's like they're both good right and i guess the difference is like uh what kind of mind like what kind of headspace are you in at the moment do you need like someone to push you right now really hard or are you content kind of with a little bit more less excitement you know it's 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 like it's a very tough question to answer because like it's music's very similar like how how much new pieces do you need like like some artists there's the music is very kind of chill but then other artists there's constantly stuff changing all like rap is incredible how much detail there is in rap right to actually listen and appreciate you have to like understand the person what they're talking about what they're what they're describing so like people who like rap, people who like EDM, like it's like it's all different, you know, in terms of where you are on the spectrum. So I will, I can't say I'll ever be a regular at one of your training <laughs> classes. I just like I enjoy sports and my own workouts too much. Um, so what's beautiful about training people though is it's a it's a basically an encouragement, a chance to be creative, right? And for your it's a, it's a challenge to be creative, right? Because if you have regulars. And that's, that's the dream, right, is to have regulars who love your style, right? Every, co- every trainer knows that. Uh, when they see their regulars and they see their face and they smile and they know that they're coming back for you and for, for because they like how you, they could be at a million other trainers, you know, and they picked your class to go to. And so when you see regulars, it's just like, it warms your heart and it, it kind of like boosts your energy to like be creative and, and, and do it for them, right? I mean, you find purpose in, wow, like, yeah, I'm doing this because, you know, Jane and, and George, they love this and they're here every week and they always thank me and, you know, I, they need me and I'm there for them. So that's where no matter how many people you make their day or get them through that workout, like you're, you're enabling them to be a better father, better mother, whatever. Like it's, it's huge to start your day with workout or to have that workout in the day is so important. So for you as a coach to do that is so powerful and you only need like a few regulars. But like that's what I try to focus on. Focus on the regulars. Obviously, you invite and you make everyone feel welcome. You try to 
give everyone a great experience. But, but for example, like I teach yoga Saturdays now over at Wayland Park, and I usually have a general structure to my own yoga. It's like little slow moving, like I call it yoga for meat lovers. <laughs> Because I'll like go out, I run these Friday happy hours and I'll have fun and I'll have dinner and you know, I wake up and like my stomach will be kind of full. <laughs> so it's not, I, I always start with breath and meditation and, and like a reflection, but um, I'm not going to be vinyasing nonstop, like up and down, up, down, up, down, like getting a headache. Like, no, like it's slow moving. I'm like joking the whole time. It's like my own style of <laughs> yoga where it's like kind of like comedy meets yoga. But if I'm, if I have regulars, I can't just do the same shit like i have to like i really have to like be like oh okay how can we like blow their minds today like we got to do something different and i feel like don't you feel the same thing as a teacher like once you have regulars you feel more inspired to be creative in your art so i uh one of my rules is i will never repeat the same class that's just a personal yeah. rule i've made for myself and i think that's why i have found consistent clients and members is because they know they'll always get a new workout there it's more of a Another trademark of mine is I'm, I lack repetition. Of course, you'll use the same exercises because only so many exercises right. exist in the world, but I'm one to change up styles often. I will never give a heads up as to what to expect. So you show up, you get your workout in, and that it resonates well because people, they show up and they go through the motions and they have nothing to potentially dread or not look forward to if they don't know what's coming. So... And, you know, you love the regulars. It means you're doing something right. That's why we love seeing people come back to Run Club and then come back and then come back. But at the same time, it's just as important to focus on your new energy to make sure that you are staying relevant and that you are attracting that talent, that those people you haven't seen yet. You know, I'd say they're, they're equally important, really. There's praise is great from your regulars that absolutely love you. At the same time, there's something just awesome and rewarding about new people coming to you either by referral or because that person is interested in their own wellness journey and they're actively choosing to take that step. So once you get them in there, how you keep them, that's when it falls in the coach's hands. How do you make sure they continue to stay motivated to work on the best version of themselves? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's something powerful about big groups exercising together or dancing together or whatever you name it. You know, it's there's some energy in the air. and that's one thing that the run club is uh it's cool how again miami there's brickle run club the nike has a couple big run clubs um that you know consistently get over 100 people and i think we talked about this before we've had a couple runners on podcasts already when when you get to those levels of people you it, it starts to be a little less scary for uh other for for people to just jump in they're like you know what there's just there, there's so many people i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, oh who are you? Like, we all know each other. Who, what are you doing here? It's like, no, that, that many people I know, I will just be in the crowd. That's why like no one's like scared to go to a festival and self-conscious like, oh, are they going to notice me? Like, no, it's like you just go in with a mass of people and you're like, I am one of the masses. I'm not being judged. Like, I'm very, very comfortable in that. Right. And so when a run club gets big enough, it becomes like an accelerating effect, a snowball where more and more people are comfortable to jump in. There's many pace groups. There's many. They're not. They're, they're not worried about finding friends on their level. Um, and so, basically, that's. I love to chat about maybe what is one maybe secret that that the Lakeview Run Club had to kind of grow so fast because there are a few run clubs. Um, and so, like, what what do you think would be? I guess 
what, maybe what's the story of how you, how you joined and what you think was one of the keys to growing to such a big group? So one thing that I say not only in my full-time job but also at the Run Club is the leadership will set the tone at the top. And I'm so, so blessed to have met Ben Sussman right when he was founding the club. Him uh, alongside Matt and Anna and myself kind of set this culture, kind of set this tone at the top that was welcoming and contagiously positive and open arms. We never set a culture of this is competitive and you need to do this and you need to be this and you need to look like us and you need to never ever. We have, even on the days we don't want to, we set this culture of you are here, you are allowed to be here and we want you here and that's attractive to people, especially that runner that maybe has never ran a mile in his or her life or maybe it's that runner that is so competitive and so fast and they're looking for a group that isn't expecting that of them. They're looking for somewhere they can run without an expectation. Uh, but, you know, to summarize, that comes from a tone at the top. And honestly, one of the hardest things, one of the best things, but one of the hardest things is making sure we maintain that, we never change that culture, that we don't get lazy, and that Ben and Matt and Anna and I are always smiling, we're always welcoming. I mean, people reach out to us on Facebook. People ask us some pretty stupid questions too and we're still just it's so important to us to reply with a friendly smile friendly answer because we care about these people and we want them to feel included in the club and that's really what i think is the key to our success is being a being a, a resource for someone where they can get friendship and fitness right well there's also a lot of other secrets like you guys just put up flyers you guys have a great facebook group you could take pictures after every run you, um, you even have your own like apparel now. You can buy apparel. Um, you know, I, I guess you know you you have a, a plan. You know, a, a consistency about where you go after, um, and yeah, it kind of just builds on itself. People find it on Facebook. People when you Google it, it's like you you made a, a Google pin drop location. So if you Google Run Club Running Club Chicago. You guys are one of them that pops up, right? And it's even on the Google map as like a place. Like these are little things that you guys have done just because there's a team at the top that cares, right? And I think that's probably the secret, right? Yeah, big emphasis on the word cares. Um, you know, we we do have a web store. We have aggressive marketing. We have Instagram. We have quite a few business partnerships, sponsorships, uh, way too many free samples of people wanting to be with us. But those are things that, you know, anyone anyone can do anyone can make a facebook anyone can make a google form anyone can sell clothing um, the key is the people and we have our leadership at the top um but even beyond that the people that come to the club the reason we are successful is not because of the four of us it's because everyone that shows up every tuesday that that's where the success comes from that's from you know their their friendly spaces their retention their wanting to be there, them spreading the word, that's where real success is built. They're kind of the uh, the validation, I guess, that we are, you know, we're a good place to be. So having, um, you know, like yourself, joining and spreading good energy, that's where our success comes from. Yeah. I everyone mean, can post on Facebook, but not everyone can get 100 people to show up and uh, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, I love to see it. I love to see more of it. I love to see... Uh, all these people running together for the joy of running and uh, you know, it's not a race. It's not right uh, It's not really competitive either. It's it's literally just for fun 
And I love to see and anyone listening, maybe who wants to try one. I've said it before. It's easy enough just to Google Chicago Running Club right. and find one. But, uh, you know, I mean, there are some in many areas and Chicago is so big. But I have heard people travel from pretty far just to go to your run club. Yes, Which has always have a few. impressed me. And uh, it's totally doable for people to just take a... 20, 30 minute, you know, ride over to the run club. It's worth it. It's the biggest compliment when people say they came, you know, as far south as 95th and, or they'll drive in from the suburbs. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than knowing someone came out because it's that important to them. Yeah. So, all right. So we're near the point where, uh, we start talking about, you know, you already share a lot about yourself and your personality, but, um, I do like to ask people every time, you know, what is, what is one of your good healthy habits, maybe morning habits, Something that makes you uniquely you. Healthy habits? <laughs> Ooh. Honestly, I think the healthiest thing I do is I remain positive. I remain realistic. I have a job and um, you know friends and family and my own health that rely on staying realistic. But I uh, kind of live this life of contagious positivity. And I think that's important for my own well-being but also for everyone that surrounds me and I really like to push this idea of if a b c d are going on you can still be positive so most people know I'm a extremely busy person and one way I keep myself sane is positivity and things like running and eating well and enjoying myself contribute to that spending time with friends and family but it's very um easy to get carried away with your thoughts especially when you're having harder days and one key to my wellness my personal wellness is always seeing the silver lining it sounds easier than it is and it's easy it's it's easy for me to fake it too but that is probably one of the biggest keys i could ever recommend to anyone switch to a positive mindset as i i hate how cliche it i know sounds. we're gonna have to decipher here uh, i know i hate some, how cliche it sounds but something uh that would help you do that right i mean what do you think i mean it's god that's the easiest thing to say is oh just be positive but uh you know i'll say it like morning journaling gratitude journaling is just a morning habit uh so i, I i've shared this before but i highly recommend everyone get a cool journal um i'll actually maybe share some like there's a specific journal i like that's just like baller and Every morning I write it up, okay, a new day, what's the date, uh, what am I thankful for today, and then here's a trick, you know, whatever you're feeling, but also the chance to do this. So I like thinking the chance to do things. That way there's not pressure like, oh, what if it doesn't happen? It's like, I have the chance to go run today with the run with, the, with Lakeview Run Club. Like, I, thank you for the chance to do that, you know. Thank you for the chance, um, to, you know, to go see the sunset with someone special. Like. Thank you for the chance to do these things. Um, that is something that it kind of makes it easier to just like express yourself and your joy, right? And then underneath, after you start three things, you go, what good will I do today? So Benjamin Franklin had, he would ask himself as well, like, um, you know, what, what, you know, I think it was something similar. What good can I do? Whatever. But like, what good will I do? I like, like kind of being certain with it and decisive and saying, what good will I do today? And then starting off things. And this is easy too. And then it, it can be your workouts. I will gym strong. I will, you know, do laundry. Whatever like your, your daily tasks are for that day, you can write those in there too, right? So it kind of writes itself, this morning journal. And sometimes when you're in a hurry, you can literally use like a race. Like you're literally writing through, like, oh, I'm, I have a friend I'm supposed to meet for coffee. Oh, like you're literally writing it in like 30 seconds. <laughs> but it's just like this energy boost. Like, and 
I'd say that is where positivity comes from. Gratitude and goal setting. And if you have, you had to kind of decipher what is positivity, where can you gain it and harness it? You know, that's where it starts. Then it's about your influences, who you surround yourself with, who you're in, what you listen to for podcasts or music. Are they talking positive? Is the music positive? Is it, is it negative? That is kind of easy to judge, right? And are the people around you, you know, encouraging of you? Do they make you a better person? Do they challenge you? Uh, you know, that is also something important you can decipher right, on your own, right? But that, it all, it all adds up, right, to, you know, how much positivity is in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's easy to think positivity only comes with from within when there are so many external influences and most you're probably not oh, even yeah. aware of. That's why I really appreciate when friends and family reach out and they make notes of things that you didn't even know, things you didn't even know about yourself. Realizing what surrounds you in these environments, whether it's um, something toxic that you don't even realize is being placed on you or something at work that you're refusing to acknowledge, right? So kind of making sure you have control of both your internal and external environments, taking anything from a negative, maybe not 100% to a positive, but at least to a neutral, identifying where your stressors are and making them something positive. That is one mm -hmm. trick I have had to train myself on. So uh, for example, I'm very, very fortunate in that with my full-time job, my, uh, my boss and I have developed, and I, I hate calling him that because he's just more like a teammate, We've developed this level with each other where if we need to step out 20 minutes during the workday to go for a walk, that's totally okay. And we can get our fresh air and we respect that about each other and we acknowledge that we need to take a break versus you're on the clock, you're clocking in, you're doing your job, and if you're not clocked in at this time, you're not going to be paid. Um, so little things like that that you may not even realize stress you out and then gaining control. So realizing, okay, I was stressed because I was going eight to four with no stop. I'm going to start at seven and I'm going to go for a walk at lunch and then I'll come on, but maybe I'll stay on a little later that night because I took a long, you know, little things, identifying when a stressor exists. Okay, this exists. What am I going to do about it? That's a big step. And sometimes it's hard to face. Yeah. yeah flipping the script on your challenges into stories and opportunities. And one cool little flip, little trick is just to start saying, we get to do that. I get. We get to do this. I get to do this. I get to go for a run. I get to go explore today. I get. Like just saying, like I get to do this, like a lot is like one of my mantras that I just like. I just. I get to do this. Like, it could be a challenge on you, typically, but you can flip it and say, I get to do this. Like I actually enjoy this. I chose to do this. This is my commitment. <laughs> this is like I. I. I'm. No one's forcing me to do this. Like, I get to do this, and it's not. I need to do this. You know, I need to go for this run. Like, I get to go for this run. Um, but yeah, that's like, there's little, a lot of little tricks, right? And you end up listening and learning from family and friends and good people in your life and good influences and, you know, people in, who are active and, and living their best life. So a lot of times you find those at cool groups, like run clubs. So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, so also, you know, I always ask this. Now, I know if I just ask you generally, you're just going to go, oh, interview the other run club organizers. I'm like, no, all right, let's see. KJ, give me something creative, maybe someone in Chicago, like a personality individual who you respect, who you would be, you would be curious about, you wouldn't mind learning more of, maybe some chef or um, you know, a player or, or anything. In Chicago? Yeah. Oh gosh. 
Um, you know, a really, and I, I can say someone from the Run Club, or I can't. No, no um, Run Club. No Run Club friends. Oh gosh. So I already know a lot about them, but I, most fascinating people in the world. I have some family friends, and they opened a boutique out in the suburbs, but they live in the city. And I was just their little cashier at this boutique back in 2013, and that turned into one of the best friendships I could ever ask for. Their names are Rebecca and Ira Lasky, and uh, they have been through hell and back, each of them personally, through some of the things they've had to endure. But they have also built a phenomenal business by themselves. They've raised beautiful children, beautiful grandchildren. They are the most selfless people I have ever met. They are the absolutely most positive. I have never met, I, like I said, it sounds cliche. I have never met anyone as friendly, as intelligent, as loving and selfless and giving. They would give the clothes off their back to the stranger on the street. They would give their absolutely beautiful high-rise condominium to a stranger well, um, if they asked for it. They just haven't been asking for enough, huh? They, um, <laughs> They've been asking for quarters when they should be asking for dollars. I mean, you know, my, that's I, am, I don't get that. Part. Every time I see a single act they do, I am in awe of how selfless and gracious they are. And they could, I, I told her many times, she should write a book. And the best part is, too, they're so realistic. It's one thing to be positive. It's one thing to be so positive you disregard what's going on, but they will state their mind. They will stand up for what is right. They will defend their beliefs. And at the end of the day, they're Rebecca and Ira. They're a husband and wife, and they, they show love. They show what it means to be loved. Wow. Um, what business so, is it that they do? So they uh, represent a few different lines of boutique clothing, actually, and they, they travel this really fun RV, and they sell to what? hundreds and hundreds of stores in the nation. They have their territory, but... So just a really fun, unique business. They totally built themselves, and they, they're successful. They're living the and, dream, you know. Uh, they're just, gosh, they're my second set of parents. And I, I am forever grateful for every minute I get with them. They are, they are a blessing to anyone that walks past them. Wow. You think we can get them here for some chili? They would. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're really big on health. They're really big on nutrition. They are always reading up on it. They've... If you go on their Netflix, it'll be all the recommendations for that. So they would, they would take you up on chili, and then they they would also bring you flowers and <laughs> bread to crack with it, and like some sort of healthy cookie. And um, all right, yeah, all right, let's do it this summer. Then uh, yeah, I'll reach out to you for yeah. For, well, they're uh, cool. They're really cool. Up. I'm actually going to dinner with them Thursday. So yeah, no, I mean I've had interviews that are no chili before, and then interviews with chili. There's some kind of awesome just breaking bread moment that happens when you do the chili and when you also have a meal with somebody like it's just special and like i love to see the world do more of that you know invite strangers into your home and share a meal uh it takes a leap of faith on uh especially one side but you know i love to see the world trusting each other more and especially the good in the world you know and, and good purpose too which is just you know good healthy discussion that gives you energy for your week you know it's great to understand yourself better and also you know, strive to, you know, see the virtue in the world. So really appreciate you coming. Uh, appreciate the invite. You're an inspiration to Bold a lot ask. of people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, we can all get through this, but we need, we need run clubs. We can't, we can't, you can't take that away from us again. All right. You know, waivers, vax cards, whatever you got to do, you know, uh, running is special and uh, people need it, you know. So, um, yeah, let's keep it going.
Awesome. All right. Thanks, KJ. Thank you.